Hey everyone, welcome to Know Your Gear QA broadcast number 85. This is podcast eight, number 85. And uh, as we always start the show now, we are going to say hi to some of the patrons that make this uh, show happen every week. Uh, Bradulus, Jeff Howe, Zachary Rowe, Michael Newman, Bruce and the One Blood Wee Band, Hannah Gunson, John Jax, Michael Shy, Justin May, David Madison, Andrew Good, Anthony Desposito, Billy Robinson, Bob Crosley, Bob Pickwode, Brian Stewart, Bill Brotherton, Carlos uh, Portilio, Charles Keen, which is Chuck Keen. Sorry, Chuck. Uh, Chris Glaze, Craig Parker, Daniel Psychic, Dennis Prescott, Dylan87, Greg Pe Peterson, Peterson, James Biles, Joe Watson, Jonathan Pickering, Joseph McCarthy, Kermit Jackson, Lawrence Petros, Lee Hawkins, Lonnie Hoke, Michael Lidner, Paul Astrak, uh, Astrak, Louis and Alvaro from Pedal Pal, Ricky Robinson, Robert Books, Robert Hodges, Robert Wood Guitar, Scott Tompkins, Space Jazz, Steve Pinna, Tim, you know, just Tim, Tim, and uh, Tim Camacho. And uh, something to talk about today, uh, since we're on that subject, is if you are one of the uh, sponsors of the channel, obviously, thank you to every single one of the patrons and everybody who watches this and everybody sorts this every week. I really, really, really appreciate you for doing that, of course. Um, but I noticed that... Um, that there are some patrons out there that are in categories and paying more than their category. Um, and uh, if that's the case, please uh, make sure you're in the right bracket because this is a bracket that I'm highlighting. Uh, today we found a couple of you that are in paying this bracket, but not in this bracket. So just double check that. If there's anything we can do to help us, go to askknowyourgear at gmail.com and we'll be glad to help you. Uh, me and Mike answer those emails. And of course, uh, we'd be glad to help anyone, especially those of you who are so gracious to help the show. Uh, every week. Uh, on that being said, sorry I'm late, guys. Believe it or not, I was late uh, because um, we're doing show and tell today. We talked about this uh, last week that we, we would mention some of the things that are sent to me. And uh, I don't want to say it yet why I was late. I'll tell you when I do it, when I do the show and tell. It'll make sense, I think, at that moment, what, what hung me up. Um, for real quick, William Thornton just did a super chat. Thank you, William. I appreciate that. And Mark did a super chat with a uh, PRS Custom 24 and a Gibson Les Paul. Wait. Oh, I got it. PRS Custom 24 and a Gibson Les Paul. Why? Uh, why what? Why would I have them both? Or why? which one would I pick and why? Um, I have them both. I have a Gibson Les Paul standard and I have a PRS Custom 24. And um, I... I go through phases, uh, you know, obviously through time, you know, th through the, the year, which one I like more. Uh, lately, it's been definitely the Gibson Les Paul the most. Um, to be honest with you, one of the things that's hard for me to, 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 to compare the two is my Gibson's heavy. Uh, it's a real, it's a real beast, uh, weight wise. And the kit, my custom 24 is light. <laughs> so it's kind of, it's, sometimes I pick up the custom 24 just because it's lighter. Uh, I think if I had a Gibson Les Paul, that was the same weight as my custom 24 or felt that, you know what I mean? Without being so back heavy, I'd pick that over that every time. I really like my Gibson. My favorite PRS is my Mira and my S2, which are very Gibson like in the way they sound and feel. So that helps at all. Uh, what else we got going on? Uh, lots of stuff. I even have a cool list up here. We talked about the patrons. Uh, what else does it want to say? These are, I have all these like lists, things to talk about. It's almost like I'm organized. Uh, did my lighting change three card Monty? Um, no, but sometimes it looks different depending on what lights are on in the room. This room has a lot of different lights. 
what are you looking at? Let me see which screenshot you're looking at. Depends. I have a light in front of me that sometimes I put on my face. And then sometimes uh, because of the time of day and the time of year, I have a window over here and I'll leave that broken a little bit to light the face. Uh, sometimes I have down lighting. It just depends on my mood. You know what I mean? This room can be really dark if you wanted to uh, or really bright. So it just depends on where I'm comfortable. I try to just be comfortable since this is kind of just a hangout. All right. Um, real quick. All right, Sean. Wait, I'm going to say Shawnee. Is that Shawnee? I'm going to say Shawnee. Shawnee is Cubs fan. I'm going to say Sean is Shawnee. I'm going to say Sean is, even though it's Sean Y. Sean, Sean Y is a Cubs fan. <laughs> uh, hey Phil, greetings from Chicago. Do you think Marshall will come out with a mat with a with matching caps for the Origin heads? Uh, just got the PV two twelve with greenbacks. I don't know. I didn't know they didn't have uh, matching cabinets. That seems really strange to come out with the Origin series and not having supporting cabinets for that. That is um, definitely an error on their site. Uh, if you want my opinion, because to me, the problem is if that's the case, which I didn't pay attention to that, they don't have cabinets for those heads. Those heads had the vintage look and the most of the cabinets that are available currently from Marshall are more modern. And, uh, that's one thing I don't, I don't dig that, you know, mixing the Marshall modern and vintage, you know, for the aesthetic. I mean, overall, I guess I don't care, but, um, yeah, uh, they need to come out with them. That's for sure. So definitely. And uh, but you got the PV uh, 212 with greenbacks. Well, the greenbacks are going to sound great with the origin. I think you go every time you go with the vintage Marshall plexi kind of time, the greenbacks are always kind of kick and sound great. Um, I'm not a huge fan of greenbacks, as you guys know. I have a greenback in my 65 Deluxe. Greenbacks to me are like um, hit or miss. Sometimes they're just magic, and sometimes they just they they like like a just great your ears um but i've noticed most time with marshall especially anything vintage marshall toned greenbacks just kind of sit in the sweet spot with that stuff dennis jr 84 says hey phil what do you what do you like emg retro what do you like emg retroactive pickups what do i like e i'm thinking emg or retro pickups i have emg pickups i have the emg 81 and 85 in my Schechter. Uh, I'm a fan of that. What I, what I like Dennis is, uh, with EMGs, let's just start with this since this is basically an EMG question. What I like about EMGs is two things. One, they're like a one steak sauce, whether on steak or on cardboard, they taste the same. In other words, what's great about EMGs is whether you stick them in, uh, an inexpensive guitar or a, uh, very expensive guitar, they seem to dominate the guitar. You know what I mean? So they are what they are. Um, so I like them for fixing problem guitars. You're a guitar that we just cannot get in the sound. You like EMGs will kind of fix that. The other thing is, man, they're really noiseless and they're great on a stage situation. There's a lot of reasons to love EMGs. I wish I liked them more than I do. Um, the other thing about EMGs is I'm going to put them in the same carry as Greenback's Fleshians. For some reason, EMGs, when they're right, when they sound right, when the pickup is right, is voiced right, it just is magic. Um, and when it's not, it just doesn't do anything for me. So it's interesting. I really want a single pickup uh, kind of uh, Charvel or uh, BC Rich Gunslinger with one EMG in the bridge. Just always thought that would be really cool. Um, you know, there's very few guitars in my life that are the ones that got away. You know, that guitar that it just never worked out. The BC Rich Gunslinger is one of those guitars. When I was starting to play guitar, when I got my first junkie guitar and I was going to get my first good guitar, my parents basically like, 
you know, were willing to buy my first good guitar. Good being, you know, like everybody, I think a couple hundred dollars, right? My first guitar was like a hundred dollar guitar. And then, you know, you graduate to a guitar that's, and there was a BC Rich Gunslinger that I wanted so bad. And the day before we went in the store to get it, they sold it. And, uh, you know, and those of you who remember, <laughs> it used to be when the store sold the guitar you want, then that was the end of that search. You're never getting that guitar. Now I would have, you know, nowadays you just go home and order it online, find it, used one just like it and you'd be done. But back then you walked in the store, they didn't have it and it was the end. So I got an Aria Pro 2 uh and that's what i got in fact even think about this uh so i decided you know because the gunslinger was gone to get the aria pro 2 and 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 i wanted it, it was green went and looked at it went to the grocery store with my mother went back to the store they sold that one so there was a yellow one left so i got a yellow aria pro 2 because uh I, as a kid you know i don't know how to explain that it was very like uh not frustrating it was very uh it, it caused a lot of anxiety because I guess feel like every time I left that store, I feel like the guitar I wanted disappeared. I wonder if the owner of that store just kept hiding the guitars. <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. It's possible. <laughs> oh, I have to ask him. So <laughs> I have to ask him now. Okay. Uh, hold on a second. Okay, what is he? Okay, YouTube's telling me. Okay, Mark. Mark says, uh, Fender, what Fender amp 112 or 212 amp should I buy that would sound like a blues, like your blues junior? I like the junior, but not the small box sound. Oh, well, easy, man. If you want a, a blues junior with a bigger sound, you get the Hot Rod Deluxe. Um, I personally like the blues junior in a bigger box, uh, like the Hot Rod Deluxe. If you run it, uh, but if you have a blues junior, something to consider. Um, if you have that amp, it's a great amp. You can just buy the Fender 112 Hot Rod Deluxe cabinet, pick one up used, and plug the Blues Junior into that, and you'll get a much bigger sound. But if you're looking for the Blues Junior, if you like the Blues Junior and you want the Blues Junior to be bigger, it's the Hot Rod. So you got the Hot Rod Deluxe for the 112 or the Hot Rod DeVille for the 212. That's that's what I would I would go with. So, and uh, I have a video where it tells you how to help reduce the volume of the Hot Rod Deluxe, uh, so it'll kind of fit more in that. Blues Junior Volume Realm. I'll put a link in the description down below. And I'm about to do another one of those videos, uh, like an update video. Uh, Jacob says, hey, Phil, suggestions on tuners for a Korean Aria Pro 2 Strat. Ah, I prefer non-locking. What? Non-locking? Thanks for all the good content. So, obviously, I'm a locking tuner fan for a lot of reasons, but I understand not wanting the non-locking tuners. Uh, there's a couple I like. I'll tell you some of my favorite tuners on the market are hip shot tuners for sure. Uh, I like them a lot. I like the ratio tuners. I don't know if ratio comes in a non-locking version, so I don't know. But I know the hip shots do, and I really, really like them. Um, and that's a good and that's a good way to and that guitar. That's a good way to upgrade those uh, tuners, uh, and they'll have the ump plates, so you don't have to drill any holes if you don't want to do that. The, I used to be a big Spurzel fan, but I keep hearing some negative things. And uh, But overall, I still like Spurzels too. But I think a lot of tuners, if you're not willing to do the work, you know, drill some holes, make some placements, fill some holes, uh, you're going to have issues. Uh, the hip shot will solve a lot of those problems for you. Um, I'll put a link in the description when this re repost for the hip shot tuners I recommend for that Strat style guitar. Uh, what else do we got going on? Uh, let's see. I got, like I said, I got questions and an itinerary, so we're going to be good today. Uh, Josh Jack says, why did McKnight Guitar Co. close? Um, 
it closed because I left the store in February of last year. So there was no way and uh, there was no way I could operate all the hats I was doing at that time. At that, to give you a realistic uh, impression of, of what I was dealing with uh, in February of last year. So I was doing about 100 repairs a month, uh, guitar repairs. Me personally, just me. Not like a crew, not me and two helpers. That was just me. Uh, so about 25 guitars a week. Uh, and I've been doing that for years. I was run, running the sales floor. Obviously, it helped. You know what I mean? There's, you know, employees and stuff. And, uh, but I was also doing all the ordering for the, the strings, the merchandise, this, you know, doing all the meetings with the, um, the sales reps. I was running a business. I was running that business. Then you had a lesson academy. So, of course, I was attending to any issues that I had to do with the lesson academy. So, of course, again, there's helpers, but these are all things I was doing throughout the day. And then um, I have a consulting company that I do as well. So, I was doing that as well. And then I added YouTube to that which I didn't intentionally add YouTube. I think everybody's watching this channel knows that was a accident. I was making a couple videos, putting them on Facebook and somebody, which I can't remember who it was, but it was a good friend and customer at the time mentioned, could you please put these videos on YouTube so I could download them? So I, I was like, all right. So I started putting a couple videos on download. Oh, that's a good segue. So, you know, <laughs> um, this will give you a, an, an instance. Uh, let's go to it. Hold on a second. Cause uh, this will go with the story and I'll, uh, I'll, uh, something Mike asked me to do. So double, double, double win. Okay. I'm going to share with you. So on the website now, Mike has added a new feature called, uh, the video uh, of the week, right? Ah, video of the week. You guys are looking at this. And, uh, so I don't think it's just me. I don't think he's just going to put my videos of the week. He might. Um, but I thought he's going to put, you know, just whatever cool videos he's going to put up. But this week he put this video. This is my very first video on uh, YouTube that I ever did this one right here. So, uh, if you look, go to that link, you'll see that's the very few, first video I ever did. So what happened was I started doing videos on top of all that. And uh, something else you may not know is I'm a partner in another company. I acquired a partnership in a company uh, a few years ago too. That doesn't take much work for me though, because I'm kind of silent partner in that. So what happened when the YouTube thing kind of took off, because uh, it did take off, you know, you start making content, you feel, you're fueling a fire, right? There's a fire going, there's, there's people watching and you and it just, it was exhausting. And, um, you know, it was for me, the main thing for me was when I came back from the January NAM show of 2017 and my buddy Joe, and some of you guys have again been hanging out for a long time on the show, channel, know Joe, he was working for me as a teacher and um, also, you know, a very good friend. He basically looked at me and he was like, man, you look exhausted. And I don't, he didn't mean like at that moment or you look tired. He was, it was a really like a moment where I realized uh, he, it's not that he said it. <clears throat> Sorry, my throat's going dry. It was that a lot of people were basically telling me uh, that I was burning the candle at both ends. I was doing too much work. So long story short, which is probably too late now, I stopped working the store in February and we decided I would just do repairs and I would come in and grab the repairs, take them to my shop and because I have a shop and I, I, I do the repairs and then go back. And that was kind of working. But really what happened was when you decide to have a business that your name's on, that you're the, the person, the first person everybody sees when they walk in for almost 13 years, when you're not there, it's not the same. And the partners that still had equity in the business that were running it basically told me they were not interested in keep going. So that's what happened. There's more to the story, but I thought that was the most interesting part. So that's what happened. That's why it's not there anymore. Um, so 
Uh, but it, and, it, and they closed it months and months, uh, like six months after I stopped working the store. So that's what happened. The next question I got is, I am, dude, I got sinuses today, so you guys know. Uh, it's raining in Arizona. Hurricane Rosa came in, and uh, we don't get hurricanes here, but we got the rain from it. It's great. It dropped the temperature, but the pollen and all that, whatever's in the air is just killing me. So uh, if you guys, please be, bear with me with my, uh, I got to keep my throat wet because I took some Claritin is drying me out. So please, please uh, bear with me. Okay. So uh, what else we got going on? Next one is um, uh, Tom. Tom says, hey, I have worked on my Korean Strat recently. Thanks for your videos. Uh, uh I knew, uh, I knew what to do. Oh, thanks to your videos. I knew what to do. Oh, I don't know why I put a comment. There was no comment there. Thanks to your videos. I knew what to do. Thank you so much, Tom. Uh, thanks so much for all that. I, uh, it was so much fun and always keep your work area clean. Oh man, that's awesome. I'm glad you like that. Uh, you know, I, I started, started the tech tip videos two weeks ago for you guys. I uh, hope you enjoy those. Those are done. So, you know, there's a tech tip Tuesday, every Tuesday from now until the end of this year, which is three months, there is a tech tip tech tip Tuesday video, short, sweet, problem solve kind of video, you know, kind of do things. Some of them are obviously going to be very light and easy videos. Some of them might be a bit more in depth. Um, but yeah, we're definitely increasing the amount of repair videos uh, that you'll be seeing on the channel. And that's basically because you guys' feedback stuff, you, like these comments, comments like this, this is what I'm looking for, community growth. I love the idea uh, that you guys are out there and working on your guitars, man. That's, I think it's the most, one of the most satisfying things you can do is, is improve your instrument yourself and have fun and learn about it. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, oh, Sean is Cubs fan again. He's got one more. He says, Hey, have you ever owned or played a firebird? I have played them. I've never owned a firebird. Uh, love, love the feel of that guitar. Uh, got one from Sweetwater two and a half weeks ago and I love it. Yeah. Well, I think they sound great, man. They, Firebird's one of those guitars. Just it, 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 it's nice because it's not a metal guitar. It's not a blues guitar. It's got a future crazy kind of look from the time, but it's also vintagey kind of looking. I think it's a classy guitar, so for sure. Um, Pirate Music says, "Do you miss the store uh, or your guitar line, and why?" Okay, so um, you know, because that now you're bringing up the second thing. Yes, I had my own. It wasn't a guitar line. I know I made some guitars uh, back in the day. I've made mini guitars, but I was a bass company. I used to make bass guitars. Um, that's how I got the money to open the store. We were making money with the bass guitars, and I took some of that re revenue and opened the store. Uh, do I miss making the basses? Um, sometimes, because I like working on guitars and basses. I, I really do. I love that. And, um, uh, you know, we revisit it every once in a blue moon. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, making instruments again. Uh I just feel like, you know how I feel, I, to be honest with you, I feel like one more person making instruments is just one more person making instruments. That's that's the reality of it. It's a tough, you know, when everybody's in the pool, there's not a lot of room left to get in. So that's that's how I feel about the instrument thing. Um, so sometimes, yeah, I kind of miss that. I do, I do build custom stuff now, but I don't sell it. Um, it's always for a friend or a video and stuff. And you'll see more of that too. Um, do I miss the store? Unfortunately, I don't miss the store. 
I wish I could say yes. I, I think deep down, um, I really feel bad because sometimes, especially when customers are coming up to me and they see me like at a grocery store and they're saying hi, um, they're always so kind. They're always like, hey, we missed the store, but I love the fact that we could see on YouTube and, and we're talking. And they go, do you miss the store? And I'm like, well, here's the thing. It's, having a music store is about hanging out with musicians. That's what I do now. I just get to do that like way more. Um, but I think for me with the store, something to add into this was what I talked about earlier. To me, it was never about, I had a store, I had a repair shop, a store, a lesson academy. Like I always had so many hats to do. So it's like sometimes after a year plus, a uh, little fun thing to mention. Um, when I stopped working the store in February last year, this is what's cool. So for one year, it's been a little over a year now, every single Saturday for the last year, we have barbecued at the house. I've had friends over and we barbecued. And the reason is, is because for 15 years straight, I'd worked every Saturday, six days a week. So for 15 years, I worked six days a week, never taking Saturdays off and very rarely, uh, not very rarely, and sometimes working Sundays. Not uh, so, uh, so six days a week always and sometimes seven days a week for 15 years. Uh, it's kind of nice to have two days off in a row, man. It's like, I, I, I'm addicted to it. I'm not gonna lie. Having a Friday or Saturday, uh, Saturday, Sunday off, even though I do kind of work a little bit on Saturday and Sundays, um, it's still the idea to have it off. It's been, it's been, man, it's been awesome. Okay. So what else do we got? Uh, let's do a segue. Uh, oh, by the way, somebody mentioned about the slash firebird. I thought that was awesome. Right. Um, I saw the video. I thought it was fantastic. Okay. Uh, what we're going to do is, oh, you know what? It's a good time to mention it. A couple minutes in, there's 682 of us. Uh, sometimes you guys want to know this stuff. Um, the shirt of the month, because I always announce that stuff for October is, somebody got drums? I don't have drums. A hollow body shirt. So it's the hollow body uh, shirt with a peace sign uh, is the shirt of the month. I put a link in the description for those of you guys are interested in that. Uh, and um if you're asking me if there's a female version, I'm sure somebody's going to ask me that. Uh, I don't know. My my wife handles that. I know there's tons of versions. I saw all the crazy colors and hoodies. And if there's not a female version, just message us at Ask Know Your Gear. Mike, Shauna, or I will take care of you. We'll uh, we'll figure out how to get it done. Uh, you know, we don't exclude anybody for any particular reason. Just sometimes we forget. It happens. Or you know what it is? Forget's not even the right word. Just time crunches. Uh, Andrew Cold said. Uh, oh, you know what? Before I entered, hold on, before I do that thing, I want to double on the shirt thing. Um, I didn't mention it anywhere because I don't, I'm really horrible at the shirts. I feel like I'm always talking about the shirts. So it actually drives me nuts. So I don't like to talk about them so much. But what's cool is we've kind of built this little following of you guys that love the shirts too, right? I know I wear all the shirts all the time. There's a new logo shirt. I didn't show it to anybody, but if you saw the uh, video, I think I did the other day with the Margio pickup video, that shirt I'm wearing, that's a new logo. That's the logo my wife made. And um, it's also available, but I, I just thought I'd tell you, I, as soon as I saw the logo, I ordered one um, and I uh, got one just like this shirt. As soon as I saw it, I ordered it and I got it. Um, but I uh, thought I'd share. Indrid uh, Cold says, Phil, are you going to keep your PRSM? T15. That's the Tremont 15. Nope. I already sold it. So I'm not going to keep it. It's already gone. Um, the answer on that is simple. Uh, I think if you're looking at getting the PRS MT15, I think you're looking at a great amp. I think it's one of the best amps for the money that's been out in years. And here's what it came down to. If I didn't own an Archon and I was looking at both those amps, I would buy the MT15. The problem is I own an Archon 
And the, so the issue is I like the Archon slightly more. And although I can't justify the money difference for the Archon over the MT-15, I already bought the Archon, and if I sell it, I lose that money. So I end up selling the PRS MT-15. Um, just because I just felt like I had too many amps that did the same thing. So, but fantastic amp. And uh, and part of the reason I bought it was because uh, you guys wanted me to review it. You know, I... Um, and I talked. I got myself in trouble. So you know what happened was, uh, you guys asked me if I would review it. I reached out to PRS and asked if they would send me one, uh, let me check it out, and they said yes. And then they couldn't get one. And then I told them, I said, "Well, I'll buy one," and they said, "Okay." And then they didn't get me one, so I went out and bought one. Uh, so I bought one because uh, I think they were talking about giving me one, like you know, like next month or so. I don't know what it was. It was just it was not worth it. So I bought it. It's one of those things where I, I had to make a decision. Do I do I review it? Because I can tell you right now, if I if I were reviewed it, if PRS would have sent me one a month from now, I wouldn't have reviewed it. Because it's what's the point? It, I wanted to get it out the review out while while the um, sometimes you have to understand this is a business of eyeballs. You know, there's no reason to make content that nobody watches. Um, you know what I mean? Especially that kind of stuff. Um, the repair videos and stuff, those are for me and you guys. And I think that's more of a community thing, but videos like that, obviously the, you know, when a new product comes out, you want to be one of the first people to review a new product that gets, you know, that's when the excitement's out. So there's no reason to review it, you know, months afterwards. So the, uh, that's what happened. So I said, I'd do it. And then it, you know, my source back, uh, didn't, didn't come through. So I did something else. Okay, uh, what else do we got? Oh, here's a good one. Uh, this is from Carlos. Carlos Fernandez Martin says, what do you think of the American professional Strat V-Mod pickups? I like them. I like them better than the Fat 50s they were putting in the American standards before. So uh, I, I can honestly say that. I'm actually in the market. I plan to buy an American professional Strat uh, with three single coil pickups. So that's going to be one of the next fenders I get. And the reason is, is because I'm going to be selling off two of my current strats uh, because I really like the American professional series. I don't know what it is. There's something about, about them that I, that I, I feel close to. If you see the green one, um, I'm sorry, I can't see me. I'm not looking at me. Now I'm looking at me. Uh, the green one. Uh, I love this green one. I play it all the time. And I was like, man, I really like to have, have that with single coils. And I have a couple strats I'm not using. So I'm going to sell off a couple of my strats and get that one. Uh, uh, Pirates and Music says, when's the Strymon review? Question mark. I can loan you a big sky. I, yeah, I don't have a Strymon review because I don't have a Strymon. Uh, you know what? If you want to loan me a, a big sky, that'd be great. If you guys in the comments would let me know if that's something you're interested in me checking out, you know what I mean? Product wise. Uh, I, I hear nothing but amazing stuff about Strymon stuff. I mean, nothing about it. And I've, I've heard them obviously. And I've, I, I've had, I have friends with them on pedal boards and maybe played through them but nothing personal where I've, uh, you know what I mean? Never, nothing where I've owned one or played with it enough to have a, a personal relationship with it. Um, uh, Rob Brady says, anyone tried the GNL Fulton deluxe range of guitars yet? I have not, but I am going to Fulton. I'm going to GNL next week, guys. That's, uh, that's when that's happening. The, uh, the idea is I'm going to try and bring you guys GNL. I'm going to say, hey, look, let's take some time. Let's look at the GNL line. I want to learn everything about GNL. What I want to do is I would love it if GNL can convert me from being a Fender guy. Now, when I say being a Fender guy, I'm always going to love my Fender amps and I'm going to love my Fender guitars and basses and I'm never going to get rid of them. Uh, but, you know, deep down, I've always wanted, I've always been so super intrigued with GNL. 
I think a lot of us are. I think a lot of us are like, hey, are we missing something? Are you, you know, is there better value? You know, do you get a better guitar for less money from GNL? And uh, I think a lot of us and uh, can say this honestly, the resale on GNL is not very good. So it's a scary guitar to try <laughs> if you're wrong, because one of the things that happens when you buy something, if you can get into it for a good price, and uh, if it doesn't work out, you sell it and you move on your way. But, uh, but uh <laughs> the uh the problem with the gnl is you buy a gnl for sixteen hundred dollars and it's not worth much so you lose a lot of money so i thought hey I, I love to be able to be able to help with that so what i'd like to do is help uh, you guys understand gnl so and what's great is this will be one of the cases where i'm going to be discovering gnl for the first time so i will share everything i discover about gnl and as i discover it I, I think it'll be good content i think the gnl guys seem like they're really interested in this uh, content working out i am too and uh, we'll see if we all become some so some of us become gnl fans yeah see bell bellin says not scary if you buy a gnl secondhand well of course secondhand's easy but the problem is is so bellin that good good comment because he but here's the problem i tried to buy a gnl secondhand a couple times i i was on reverb you know right i was getting ready to throw it in the basket and look at it and you know and buy it but the problem is is that it's gnl is very confusing there's so many there's option paralysis when it comes to gnl Right. And on the road, saying the same thing, you buy, yeah, you can buy used GNL then. But Bell and on, on the road, you know, here's the problem I had. It, whether you realize it or not, GNL, just take a GNL uh, ASAT, ASAT, right? The, the Telecaster style guitar. Um, that guitar, it comes in like you can get uh, 12 inch radius, nine and a half inch radius. You can get uh, seven and a quarter radius. You can get, uh, you can get the thick neck. You can get the thin neck. You can get, you know what I mean? You, you can get different kinds of pickup options. I mean, there's a lot of options on GNL. So I would like to be familiar with them. What are we missing? Um, and what's nice about this, and this is what, what I'm hoping is going to happen. What's great about this world now with YouTube and gear review channels like me, independent channels like me, there's things I can tell you that GNL can't tell you. Let me give you an example. If I pick up a GNL vintage style neck for, for whatever reason, and I, I could tell you guys instantly on, hey, this feels just like a Mexican made Fender Strat. To you guys, most of you have played a Mexican made Fender Strat and you'll go, oh yeah, uh, oh great. So, it, and I go, oh, this is a little thicker than that. Hey, this feels like a 59 Les Paul. It's kind of chunky, right? You guys can have reference to that. Companies don't talk in that language. They'll say, they'll just give you measurements, which that doesn't help you a lot. It's what conveys, what conveys an image is experience. I know that most of you have tried certain instruments. So if I can equate instruments you've never tried to them, by proximity, that's going to help you a lot. It would help me a lot. It would be really nice if somebody on, on YouTube was like, Hey, by the way, the GNL blah, blah, blah pickups are going to be like kind of like 57, you know, classic style pickups. You know what I mean? And so uh, that's what I'm going to come at, come at this guys. So, you know, I'm really going to come at this as independent as I can and say, Hey, look, how can we learn the brand in a way that's helpful for us? Those of us who don't have dealers near us or can't get our hands on them. Um, Glenn says, I'd rather have a GNL than a Fender. Gonna keep mine. You know, I, I tell you right now, man, GNL are gorgeous. There's like I said, there's so many, uh, the uh there's so many great things I can say about GNL, and that's why uh I'm 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 spending the time to do this. I'm gonna drive down to LA, uh, you know, to to where they're at and uh check out the factory and and do all this stuff, and, and this will be great. So I'm excited about this. This is what I've been talking about this year, you know, right? Let's do some stuff where we can you know, help our community out. 
What can I do to help the community out? And I think giving you guys exposure to a product that a lot of us are curious about is, is going to be helpful. Um, Austin Cobb says, Gino won't convert a Fender guy, but it will make a Gibson guy consider getting a Fender style guitar. I don't know, man. You know, um, Austin, here's the thing to point out. Um, so this is one of the most interesting things about GNL. I'll say one of my main go-to guitars, which is this copper Fender custom shop strat that you see me play all the time is basically what GNL makes. So, you know, I know because I had that custom built for me and I stole most of the specs from GNL. <laughs> so, um, so it's a, like I said, I think I, I'm curious. The reason why I'm curious about GNL is because GNL is not even to me about being the alternative or alternative to Fender. It's also about being a more affordable stance on guitars like Tom Anderson and Sir. I think that's where it could. I think again, we'll we'll figure it out when I get there. I could be totally wrong, but that's my theory uh, going into it. I'm trying not to have too much preconception going into it, right? So. Okay. Uh, the uh, let's go back. Two things. Where are we at on time? Okay, we're doing great on time. Uh, sorry, guys. I'm. I have a screen that disappeared, and now it's back. All right. I'm trying to scoop a couple of these questions. Okay, so Lee Hawkins says, any mods on the jazz bass on the wall behind you? Yeah, of course, Lee. Uh, that's my main bass. Uh, that's my main jazz bass. What you're looking at behind you, sorry, guys, I can't see behind me unless I turn my, okay. This is an American Jazz Deluxe 2004, I think, or 2005 model. It uh, has Bartolini pickups and a Bartolini preamp in it. The Bartolini preamp is basically Bartolini's top line preamp in the idea of options. I think I have a stacked, um, um, I have a bass, a treble, stacked mid-range controls, which gives me a mid-range sweep. Uh, it's all bypassed. There's a um, stock bridge, but of course I have upgraded tuning keys that are ultralight uh, uh, tuners. And then I have a hip shot detuner on it. So I can flip a switch and take the E to D. And I have a mute system on it. So it's pretty tricked out. I play that bass a lot. Um, the Warwick I had custom made, I play a lot too. Those two basses now fight for all my attention. Um, Okay, the next question is... Uh, Jvan, okay, sorry. Jvan, Jvamb231 says, so where does one go in the Phoenix Valley if you have guitar or two that need uh, a McKnight level setup work? Um, this is the problem, so you know, Jvan, that has been, this is today's meeting. I have a meeting uh, with Mike, uh, often on the phone and we talk about stuff and this has been an ongoing issue because he he said it to me today that one of the most predominant emails he's been getting for the last few weeks has been setups in the area getting setups done and my understanding is that there's not a whole lot of shops in the area when i mean area if you guys are familiar to the phoenix area you know there's the west valley there's the east valley i'm in the east valley and um so I do repair work, but I've only been doing repair work for the people I know, which is pretty easy because I've done thousands of repairs in the Valley. So I have a lot of customers, clientele, almost all my clientele has my phone number. Uh, and so they just text me and I do the work. Um, but we are going to op open up an option uh, coming soon. The, the announcement is this month and then it's for next month. There'll be a place in the Valley for you to go and get me to do your work. If you would like me to do your work in the area. 
So that's going to happen. It's not if it's going to happen. It's, it is happening. Just we need to make sure the announcement's done. Part of that is going to be uh, released on the website. A lot of cool information. I'm very excited about this. The only thing we can't do, and this is something we'll continue to talk about, but at this point is a lot of people have asked me about shipping me guitars for setups and stuff. And I'm just, I, I'm just not comfortable with that. But uh, so you guys know, your guys' emails are so important to me. And, and what you guys ask me all the time is so important when we discuss it that those things always prompt a discussion. And what was discussed was, I can't, I don't, I just not, it's never going to change. I don't want people shipping me guitars for setups to ship back. It's just a lot of, a lot of process. Um, uh, and, and so I thought, well, how can I help you? So I have a video coming. It's very exciting uh, about uh, helping you find the right tech. I'm going to help you uh, diagnose your own instruments, figure out everything that's wrong, take it to a tech, and then be able to grade the tech afterwards. This is something I'm going to help with. Uh, you know, what can I do for you guys? And then I thought, okay, look, I, obviously I put my eyeballs and hands on a, on a lot of guitars. What can that experience, uh, what can I share with that? And that's, uh, so that's coming. Uh, and uh, very, very soon, very, very soon, like uh, probably next week. Um, Okay. Uh, Matthew King says, any tips for filling screw holes on a headstock after a tuner swap? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Um, there's, uh, there's all kinds of methods. A lot of people who use toothpicks. I'm not a big fan of that. There's a, there's dowels you can do to fill in those holes and then you can, uh, stain and fill them with a uh, putty. Uh, that helps as well too. Um, but everything is going to always have a mismatch kind of look to it. That's why I like ump plates and all kinds of stuff that covers up that stuff and direct filled heads, uh, tuners is something to, to think about. Um, you know, but I do have a buddy who is a master at that stuff and I will ask him, Matthew, and then I will follow up next week on the live show with the answer. And that ties into somebody who asked a question before that we need to answer. If you guys are diehard followers of the live show, you might be aware that today is a special day. Let's see how, where you guys are. Let's go to my, I have to go to my calendar guys. Cause I keep everything on my Google calendar. Uh, and today is the 12th and my Google calendar says, no, today is the fifth. Today's the fifth. And hold on a second. Give me, I know guys, I should be prepared. What is important today? Oh, it's not yet. Sorry, I'm jumping the gun. It's next week. Mary uh, is wants a uh, Ernie Ball Majesty, and uh, we're supposed to ask her on the 12th. So I'm a, I'm ahead of the gun. So that's why it's not on my calendar for today. I thought I saw on the calendar. I think what I got was an email saying it's coming up. So we're going to ask Mary what she, if she still wants that next week. So Mary, if you're watching, be aware. We all got to talk about whether or not you still want that next week. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, she's been thinking about getting uh, an Ernie Ball, Sterling Ernie Ball Majesty. And uh, we talked about waiting 30 days before she makes a decision to see if that helped. And then we'll come back to see what she decided. I'm curious. I'm hoping. Um, all right. Uh, Tony says, can you talk about speaker ohms? Uh, when can you use different ohms? I have a PV Classic. I've uh, revi revived new tubes and speakers. And I'd like to add a 412, but... I am not finding a 4 ohm 412. Um, well, 4 ohm 412s can be easily done because uh, 4 ohm. Okay, so easy way to think about this is a 412 cabinet generally is going to be 16 ohms because it's going to be four 16 uh, ohm speakers, but easily can be converted to 4 ohms uh, just by changing the 
the way the wires are are set up. That can be Googled. So Tony, what you're looking to Google is how to convert a 412 uh, 16 ohm cabinet to four ohms, and uh, there'll be a a uh, wiring schematic for that on Google. You should be able to do that. The trick is uh, you just I, I, I'll use a multimeter and test it to make sure it's correct. Um, I've never made a video like that. There might be a video like that. Um, if not, I guess I could look at making videos. Sometimes when the videos like that, I think there's just tons of them out there. So, uh, and I know because five, six, seven years ago when I would do stuff like that, when I first got into uh, swapping speakers and stuff about, you know, whatever, when YouTube started, I would find videos like that. So they existed then, they got to exist now. But yeah, you can convert a 16 ohm 412 cabinet to four ohms. Can be done. Uh, Sarang says, hey, Phil, uh, what according to you is the best bang for the buck, humbucker, humbucker guitar? I've moved recently and only have my Strat right now. What would be a good yet cheap humbucker humbucker guitar with humbuckers? HS, so he said humbucker. Uh, you know what, man? I love Schecter guitars. Uh, I'll be honest; those are those are great. Um, you, you constantly find them for short money. It, it's, it boggles my mind. You can find a Schecter guitar online right now, used that's five six hundred dollars, and if you keep searching, you'll find that same guitar for two hundred dollars. It is crazy. And I don't mean like destroyed for 200 bucks. Those are great guitars. Made in Korea, Schecter guitars. I've always had good luck with them. Uh, I feel confident recommending them because I think uh, one in a hundred are probably not amazing. So, you know what I mean? You, you're, you're not taking a big chance. That's a great guitar to look at for humbucker, humbucker guitars. Then my runner up to that for a humbucker, humbucker guitar, humbucker, humbucker is uh, maybe an Epiphone. I like Epiphones a lot. Same thing though. Epiphones though, you got to kind of hunt and pick and find the right one. But when they're great, they're amazing. I was playing a couple the other day at a guitar center and I thought they were fantastic. Um, the, we, what else do we did? Oh, okay. Something else I want to talk about since we're sharing stuff is on the website, we have a new feature. Um, hold on. And, uh, this is for you guys again. I feel like we're just going to, oh, hold on. Ah, here we go. This only takes a second. If my screen does what it's supposed to do. Here we go. So you guys know we do the history of gear. Uh, M Sawyer does the history of gear uh, articles on the website. We've created a new page on the website that is now called um, Gear You Should Know. This is interesting products. This is not a paid sponsored product uh, placement review. So in other words, this isn't a company that's paying us to tell you that it's great. Um, it, it is as independent as possible. Uh, and it possibly can be considering the fact the person who wrote it wasn't compensated in any way to do so. Um, it's just, we're going to start bringing smaller highlighted gear. The reason I'm sharing that is one, I would be really nice if you guys check that out because there's a lot of work that goes into making that. But also if you guys know small independent companies, we're probably, I, I say probably cause you never know the long term of a goal, but the, the goal is not to highlight the new boss pedal or fender pedal or anything there. It's to highlight something that I want you to, you know, if you're in an airport or if you're sitting somewhere waiting for something and you can go to the know your gear webpage and quick, quickly learn something interesting about maybe some history of gear or go in that page and learn about a product that, that from a company you probably never heard of. That's what I would love. Uh, so, uh, that's what I think would be fun. So that's what that is. You can learn about a company. This is a owner operated small company and, uh, just cool information to know. So yeah, gear, see TDH Nashville said gear. You should know. Nice. Yeah. We thought that would be cool. It's a way to highlight products, uh, you know, uh, that 
and maybe those products get reviewed. What's nice about this, so you guys know, is we'll be able to also tell when we put stuff in there based on the metrics that we are uh, we get from the website. If you guys click on one article more than others, maybe that will prompt us to, hey, we probably should do a review of that as well. So uh, I thought that was fun. Um, so Nick's got a hard question for me. Nick LeBron says, Hey, Phil, what is your favorite moderately pri moderately priced auto wah pedal? Um, so here's Nick. This is the problem. I know there's a difference between auto wah envelope filters, but I don't use auto wahs because I use envelope filters. To me, I'm either using a wah or an envelope filter. They are different, although they are kind of the same, but they are different. And, uh, so I don't even know any auto wah pedals. Uh, the only one I know is the boss one. Um, but I can tell you envelope filters, my favorite is the bot, the DOD, not boss, DOD. Hold on a second. The DOD FX25B is what I got. You can probably pick that up for 30 bucks. Uh, and I love it. Uh, it was recommended in a video that Flea did once. And I mean, video like literally VH10, VHS video. And uh, I've been using it ever since so like 15, 20 years. So great. Uh, not technically an Ottawa pedal, but I hope that helps. If you guys have suggestions for good Ottawa pedals, uh, not only let him know, but let me know too, because I'm curious. Maybe I need to check one out. So, yeah, see, TD, he's Nashville says boss Ottawa, not so much. Yeah, see, I, I don't know. Like I said, it's never, nothing's ever kicked, kicked in to do an Ottawa. I, I did a video once where I talk about the foremost pedals and why, and in there I explain why I use a phaser. If you watch videos of Paul Gilbert, he uses a phaser like an Ottawa. And I liked how he did it. So I use a phaser again, like an Ottawa. If I need a wah sound real quick, I'll use a phaser pedal. Um, and uh, again, Google it, uh, go, Google it, go on YouTube and you can see Paul Gilbert doing it. It's really interesting. That's why he doesn't use a wah. He just takes the phaser and he says for a few seconds, if you're doing it for a few seconds, nobody can tell. So let's not doubt Paul Gilbert. <laughs> okay. What else do we got going on? Uh, <laughs> you guys are funny. Real men control their auto wah pedal, not auto. That was less, less Peter guitar jam. Um, <laughs> you know what? Uh, if it sounds good, it is good. Just do whatever it works. Uh, Mr. Casas, please, Phil, Maple Flame mod on a Les Paul, yes or no? Uh, you mean like whether or not it should be a Maple Flame top or a regular top on a Les Paul? I'm... I like flame tops, but I'm, I don't care. You know what I mean? I like Les Pauls that are plain looking is probably more than flashy ones, but I think it's cause psycho the psychology of it to me, like PRS is like that PRS is that fancy, pretty wood looking and it's imagery, right? You know, what's funny about Gibson and PRS to me is I'm going to say just for the analogy, I'm sure some of you guys are not going to like this, but it's just whatever it is. To me, it's like a BMW and a Ford pickup truck. Uh, I could buy a BMW 4, 5 Series and a Ford pickup truck. They are about the same price. You know what I mean? When you look at them, you know, option-wise. I mean, trucks aren't cheap, right? Ch trucks are expensive. 
what's funny is the perception of it. When you see somebody in a BMW five series, which is a mid priced, you know, BMW, you think, Oh, it's BMW money. They got a BMW. And then when you see somebody in a pickup truck, a really nice one with GPS and all that stuff, you know, and you don't think anything of it, but that trucks like, you know, 60 grand, it's expensive, you know, right. These crazy trucks that get, you know, that they, they get all decked out. Um, same thing with Gibson and PRS. I think PRS is the flash. It's the BMW. You know what I mean? It's all like, Oh, look, that's money. But yet those Gibsons cost a lot, but they don't seem to be flashy. It's like, you know, um, so that's what it is for me. I think Gibson is, it's got, it looks expensive, but it doesn't look flashy. And that's one of the things I like about Gibson. Um, you know, and I'm a fan of PRS, as you guys know, I like the quality of their guitars. But if you look at the PRSs I own, the majority of them are not flashy because I just don't like that. Man, what a crazy question. Uh, I don't even say the name. Eratorium. Man, I don't know. Sorry, I just jacked up your name, but I'll get your question. It says, Phil, can you name a song or album that you love despite it having having terrible guitar tone? Oh, man, this is going to cause like the internet to explode because you're going to not love my answer. <laughs> no one is. Uh, I actually, like, just as soon as you said that, I had a, a a name pop in my head. It's Metallica. Oh, it's going to like, ready? Start the fighting now. Trolls start typing. I love Metallica and I love the early Metallica albums. And when I go back and listen to them, sometimes I go, man, these songs are fantastic. But the tone is just not awesome. <laughs> so to me, when I think of a great song with horrible tone, it's those metallic albums. To me, sometimes I listen to the old metallic albums. They sound like they're playing crate G one twenties, right? Those crate amps. That's like what it sounds like to me. It's all fizzy and thin, but the songs are so good that it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Uh, but you know, it's not to offend anybody. <laughs> I don't mean to upset anybody, but it's just how I feel. But I would love you guys to tell me, put in the notes down below, uh, put in the comments. Let me know. What is your, what is, tell me your answer. I'm curious. What band has great songs, but horrible tone? And what a great question, because I think that's actually, it, it ties into another thing that's important, a theory that I have. I have a theory and, uh, and I want to share with you guys. If I haven't shared with you before, but I probably have, but I'll share it again, which is that people don't love guitar players right? Like Slash and Van Halen and, and uh, you know, Eric Clapton. That, that's not how it works. People love music. So what happens is, this is my theory, people fall in love with a song and then the album, you know, the music. And then because the music, they fall in love with the guitar players. And this is why I love this theory. It's like, if I said, imagine all of us right now, 749 of us, all of us are going to a restaurant, which is going to be a big restaurant, but we're going to go to a restaurant and we all have a great meal. And sometimes when you have that great meal, you're like, man, I'd love to meet the, the chef. And the chef comes out and, and you go, man, this meal is amazing. And he says, oh, yeah, well, I use the best tomatoes. I get them from the farmer's market. And I I, uh, I start with my own sauce. I use a, you know, whatever sauce and I do my own thing. And he explains all the ingredients. And this is my theory of why we're all gear addicts. Because we love the song. That's the meal. Because we love the song, we want to meet the chef. That's the guitar player. And because... We want to recreate the meal. We ask the chef what ingredients they use. Same thing with music. If you love Van Halen songs, then you love Eddie Van Halen. 
and the, and then you want to know what the ingredients are. And when he's like, oh, I use this guitar and I use this amp and I use this pedal. And you're like, okay. And uh, like somebody who would have a great meal at a restaurant, want to re recreate it at home for their family. You know, and your family goes, well, we got tomatoes from the grocery store. And you're like, no, the tomatoes have to come from the farmer market. The chef said, <laughs> right? I really believe that to be true. And what's funny about that is sometimes that, explains why a great song which i think actually if you listen to the tone i when i say the out when i say the tone i mean those songs that the tone fits the song it sounds fine but if you listen to just the actual distortion like if you could isolate that distortion tone and play it in a riff that wasn't that that song you we would probably all go oh it sounds like a crappy line six but the song carries the tone so i that's how i think it works that's my theory so the uh the we love the music and therefore we love the guitar player and then that we love the gear they use i think that literally is how i think it walks it down the road but i'm curious to see this is one of those things where i love this communication uh you know if you agree with me put that you agree with me but if you disagree don't just put you disagree explain why you think it's maybe something else maybe i'm looking at it you know what i mean um and uh and that's what's interesting because on the side note because i'm on this tangent already I've had the opposite experience that too. I've heard tone that I thought was amazing and I didn't love the music, but it's worked backwards for me over time. I forced myself into liking the music. I like, I kept listening to it cause I go, man, the guy's tone is crazy good. And then over time I became a fan of the, the music that happens a lot to me with instrumental music. Sometimes the instrument, the instrument, mu instrumental music doesn't do anything for me, but the tones are just fantastic. Um, uh, so Lando 27 music who has a great channel. You should check that out. says, Hey, Phil totally stole your idea to use the Ikea benches for amp shelves. That's not stealing, man. That's they Ikea sells to everybody. <laughs> Gets the amps on the floor, more visible uh, in my videos. Take care. Yeah. I'm glad you dig it. Uh, yeah. They're uh, <laughs> the Ikea benches. Uh, yeah. I love them too. Um, I started doing it because I like the amps off the ground. Plus, I like having the shelves underneath, and then I have storage underneath that. I like them. Uh, they're kind of boring, but I, yeah. So I'm glad you I dug it. You know what? Uh, it's kind of like the plate shelves. I had uh, pitcher shelves uh, for my pedal shelves, and I noticed, you know, I got those at IKEA too. And I noticed more and more channels using those. And you know what? That's cool, man. That's uh, so I, I, I love that. You know, what I mean? thank you for letting me know. Uh, uh, Maybe I'll send this clip to Ikea and be like, hey, cut me in a little bit. I'm sure that will totally happen. They'll be like, Phil, what? What's a know your gear? When you're like, I'm sure Ikea will be like, what does that have to do with shoe shelves? I think they're shoe shelves. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Be like, yeah, we, we're taking all the cool Ikea stuff and turning it into gear display furniture. <laughs> uh, Justin Mabe just says, hey, Phil. Justin, what's up, buddy? How are you doing? Um... And uh, how's the, I know you got the new job and you've been retired now and uh, I haven't talked to you in a while. We have to talk. All right. Uh, what else? Oh, more, more stuff. So two things. Hold on. we got some questions, but I also have, like I said, this thing I got to do. Um, I did the video of the week. We talked about that. We talked about, uh, that's why I said we got to talk about Mary's majesty. It's on my dry erase board in front of me, but it's not in my thing. I, I don't know why it's written on there. New logo shirt, October shirts, intro things. Uh, 
Oh, the uh, the the uh, uh, hashtag uh, the uh, whatever the KYG forty two hundred forty update. Uh, since this is the first video, basically in October, uh, we should do the update. If you guys don't know, uh, if you follow me on Instagram, uh, I am doing this uh, hashtag uh, KYG forty two hundred forty challenge, where uh, by January first, I want to uh, have forty million views on the channel, get two hundred thousand subscribers, and lose forty pounds. Where we're on that is we hit thirty seven million views, which means we're trending really well to hit. 40 million views by the end of the year. Um, and, uh, and in fact, you know, we're doing great. So hopefully that won't lose momentum, uh, that cause it's obviously trending ahead of schedule. Um, 40 pounds, I'm down 23 to 24 pounds. Um, in that in between Mark 23 and a half, right. Depends on how you want to go Don't push it one way or another 23 pounds down. It's good. Feel great. Um, and, uh, we're short on the subscribers. We're not, we're not looking to, to hit that. We're doing great though. I mean, 4,500 subscribers a month. You guys are fantastic. There's no complaints, no complaints, but, uh, that's the goal. So the reason is, is the reason I should mention this is we were talking about doing some kind of contest, uh, to do that. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> Mr. K says lose 40 pounds. Say you're less Paul. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's how I lose the weight now. So, you know, I just lift less Paul more. I found that if you want to lose 10 pounds, just play your Les Paul over your strat. There you go. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, wouldn't that be great? That would help Gibson out, right? Gibson's new selling strategy. No fat guys play Les Pauls. That would be the best shirt ever. <laughs> Although I'd have to continue to lose weight to wear the shirt. <laughs> just, Justin just said, new job is great. Awesome, man. Uh, and uh, keeps me busy and puts money in the bank. So no complaints. Questions for you. What are your thoughts on the Walmart selling name brand music gear? Now, what you're talking about, Justin, is Walmart is selling name brand music gear online, right? So that's a weird, wacky thing. I, I don't think it's in the stores. And correct me if I'm wrong. What I've seen is, if you guys haven't seen this lately, uh, you're typing in, you know, some piece of gear, and then all of a sudden Walmart comes up as one of the sellers for it online. This is something I've been noticing more and more. And what I think is happening is, I don't know. And if you guys know, if you're versed, please share. That's how we all kind of learn here. Um, what I'm getting the impression is, is Walmart is doing what a lot of companies are doing is like, hey man, we we know we have a, a, a searchable term, which is Walmart. People are going to Walmart, they're going online. And uh, why not have, uh, you know, like Amazon or some fulfillment center, that sells products, sell product under our name. So Walmart's like, uh, I, here's why I say that, Justin. This is what I know is to be true. I had got caught up in this twice now where I went to Best Buy thinking I was buying from Best Buy and I wasn't. I went onto Best Buy's website. I bought something from Best Buy and they shipped it through Amazon to me and kept the difference. <laughs> that was Best Buy. Like I've seen it happen other ways. Like I actually had a, I bought something off eBay once I don't know, some of the kids want, you know, right? Kids are like, hey, I need one of these things. And I went on eBay and ordered it. And then literally it came in an Amazon happy face thing and I opened up and then I guess Amazon messed up and gave me the receipt. And it was like $6 less than what I paid. And it's because somebody on eBay just listed it for $6 more. And then when I bought it, you know, I, I didn't complain. I don't care. So, um, you know, that's why you need to search, you know, know your prices. Anyways, um, uh, so, so when, I, when Best Buy did it, I would not be shocked if that's what Walmart is doing It's basically, you know, you want to buy American Strat through Walmart, you're just buying it from whatever source that Walmart's uh, going to have it sent to you for fill wise. So curious, uh, I'll, I'll be, like I said, I'm curious to see if that's right or wrong. Who knows? So there you go. 
Uh, oh, uh, Hero Glop. <laughs> good, good name. Hero Glop, new Blues Junior video comparison with the Princeton. Please, sure, I could do that. I already have a video of the Blues Junior and uh, some of the revisions I did and stuff. Um, and, uh, um, the uh the uh <laughs> uh so that that would be good i i can understand why that would be important to maybe compare it to the princeton so uh all right let's see uh okay hold on i just want to make sure i'm not missing the <laughs> justin just said wawa chicka wawa is that those one of those things where like if you just give me a dollar and see if I'll say it? I'm like, I'll, it's kind of fun. Why not? That was cool. Wawa chicka wawa. I always thought it was uh, brown chicken brown cow, right? And that's supposed to be how it goes in that joke. What are the funky animals on the farm? Brown chicken brown cow. <laughs> okay, what else? Uh, all right, maybe it's time for show and tell. This is what I asked you guys last night. Do you guys want to see some of the stuff that you guys send me in the mail? Um. And uh, I thought, okay, let's do that stuff. So I thought I got to make it fun for you guys too. So I'm actually going to do a giveaway. Uh, and uh, so we'll, we'll start with that. So let's start with the first thing. So these guys uh, called guitar studs. Hold on. I need to see my own screen. Guitar studs sent me a, uh, a mug and a hat. Uh, and this was a company. They make studs literally uh, for your, uh, you're like, if you have less pawn, you take the pick guard off. I, I Googled it. So if you <laughs> take the pick guard off and, um, you have holes in the guitar cause you took the pick guard off, they sell studs. Like, you know, studs you would put on your jackets and stuff. They sell studs and they fill it like jewelry for your guitars. So they just out of nowhere sent me a say, Hey, like your channel and sent me some swag stuff. Um, they didn't send me any studs. In fact, they didn't know what it was. I was like guitar studs. I thought it was me. I thought this was like, so, you know, I thought I was like, Oh, well, I'm, I'm a guitar stud. <laughs> so i i was like all right so guitar studs so uh so sometimes companies just send me stuff that's a company thing um one of my uh one of my favorite channels uh is this channel right here you guys might know this uh, so they, they've sent me stuff before this is the autistic aut artistic autistic uh, this is micah and uh he sent me this cool shirt and i've worn it a couple times love the shirt by the way i love his artwork uh, I'll put links to stuff that, you know, just, just great stuff. I love it when community shares stuff like that. I get a lot of shirts. So, uh, let's see what else I got. I'm going to, I got, uh, DC pedals sent me a shirt. So that was cool. That very cool. I'm, and, um, what was, so band send me stuff and I have more stuff. I'm not going to do all the stuff today. Cause I don't get to sit here for 30 minutes, just showing you stuff that people send me six bar break is a band. They sent me, this is cool. By the way, they sent me a CD and a thumb drive. That was really cool because uh, I don't own a CD player. So, um, uh, and I need to buy one right now, a CD player, but anyways, the thumb drive just plugs in my car and it's great. And they sent me some stickers and they sent me this cool bag and a shirt. Uh, and again, just, uh, and in fact, I was going to wear the shirt today, but it was, you know, the, that's not how the shirt day lined up. <laughs> so they sent me stuff. Um, this next thing, this is how you can win something. This was sent to me, uh, and somebody, and let's see this person, 
sent me some picks. Now, these picks are very expensive and they're custom made. And so here's the thing. If you guys know who this is, because obviously I know who it is, but it, I want to give one of these picks away because they're very expensive and they're very cool. These are like $25 picks um, or more. I, I don't want to dig, you know, some of the stuff's more. So this one glows in the dark. I don't know if you can see that. I don't know how I would. That glows in the dark. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing I've ever done trying to, trying to get you guys to see that. Anyways, uh, first person that tells me who this person is, I will mail you this pick. I will keep one for myself and mail you another one. They sent me three and a nice card. It was a really cool card that basically said, it's not gravity picks. Um, and uh, sent me a really nice card. And uh, let's see. I think I got the answer. Yep. It's Hunchmid. Uh, yeah. Patrick Huffschmid. Somebody's saying Hutchmid, but Huffschmid picks. So technically, I don't know. I have a dilemma. Some oh no, the first person, Hunch Schmidt. So what's funny is you guys are saying it. I don't know if I should count it if you say it wrong. So I'm gonna count the first person who typed it correctly. So who's the first person? Um oh, I think it's gonna be hmm. Okay, hold on. I just don't want to mess this up, right? Because this is Somebody put it wrong. Somebody put it right. Okay. And uh, I'm looking, if you guys, especially you guys, I know some of you, uh, you, you awesome uh, mediators and stuff out there are looking to, I think, and this look like it's odd, versatile, 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 whatever, odd. Is that who it is? Yep, Odd got it first. So Odd, you just send an email to uh, Ask Know Your Gear, attention, uh, the cool pick, and... Um, uh, I'll make sure I get it out to you. It uh, doesn't matter where you are in the world. I'll international ship it anywhere. Um, very cool of him to send me some pics and a really nice thank you letter and some stickers and a, a brass a brass medallion. So when I said I was late today at a live show, it's because I had to get this stuff. I had accumulated it up. And um, this ties me into the next thing. I got this. This is so cool, by the way. This hangs in my front room when you come to my house. This is one of the first things you see in my house. This is a painting. This is real. This is not a, a, what do you call it? A print. This is the real painting. It actually comes with a certificate of authenticity and a beautiful handwritten letter uh, on, on music sheet paper. This is from Iconic. This is Mel uh, Ball, 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 Ballet Bat. I'm, I'm sorry, Mel, if I'm jacking up your name, man. So this is actually one of the coolest things. I, I mean, it's just, so this is like, this is John Wayne uh, uh, paper, and then this is painted. This is actual paint. He painted all this. It's huge. As you can see, it's a beautiful piece of art. Um, and if you guys don't know the relevance of that, when the channel first started, I used to have this John Wayne bust because I used to do it in my other room uh, in the in the in the videos all the time. And it was because my when my dad passed away, the John Wayne bust was something we got my dad when I was like 12 years old as a gift. Uh, and um, when he passed away, I kept it. So I had it in the background and then people would ask me about it and I'd move it around. And um, uh, yeah, so he he did that. But he also sent me this which I also have hanging in my front room. This is the lithograph. This is now obviously this is not, that's the original art artwork he did. This is a lithograph of, of obviously slash and he knows I'm a big slash fan. Um, and he sent this, this was like some of the over the top stuff. Like you're, you know I mean? Everything's cool. Like t-shirts are cool and mugs and all this stuff is great. It's it, so, you know, I never really talked about this before because it was a little overwhelming 
uh, at first. The first time stuff, something like this just showed up, um, and there's so much more stuff. So you guys know, I'm not gonna. You know, like I said, we could spend a whole episode just going through the stuff that people have sent me. And I take it all very seriously. Uh, like I said, I, I, I use it or I, I wear it or I, I put it up. And and um, you guys put so much thought into this. And uh, so, like I said, if I, you've sent me something and I didn't, I didn't, uh, uh, I didn't, I'm not showing it today. Don't worry. It's just because I want to see how this goes with showing you guys stuff. I don't know how you guys would take this stuff. I thought it'd be fun to share it with you. Um, it's crazy. Uh, it's a crazy thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? To get stuff. Uh, it, people have given me crazy, uh, crazy, everything from books and pedals and, and, uh, cookies. Uh, don't send me cookies now, man. I'm just on the diet. This, this carbs are just horrible to deal with. So, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so anyways, uh, uh, that's, that's the show and tell part of the show that I thought I'd see if you guys dug different i don't think we've ever done show and tell before so um the uh hold on a second i'm refreshing my uh shut up let's talk says an artist's personality versus their work question mark um is that it's a question right so an artist's personality versus their work uh in in what respect uh, the question is a uh, tricky uh you mean uh like I, I tell you this, do you in reference to the fact that sometimes you see you know dark, scary music, and then you meet the person and they're goofball? That I've seen, <laughs> right? Uh, I, I think that happens a lot. A lot of uh, a lot of music uh, is created in a weird way where the person you know is kind of fun and their music is dark, or the music is kind of fun and they're a serious type of person. Um, so I hope that kind of touches on what what you're asking. Uh, it's a uh, it's kind of fun, right? Uh, ah, so here's this and on 5150 says, Phil, you should check at, check out Caesar all guitar channel sometime. Well, and, and in 5150, you should check out our shout out page because I am pretty sure he's on there because I did a shout out. He is check this out. I'll share with you. Um, so that's a good other segue to remind people that we have this feature. I'm going to be hitting this every week. Um, we have a feature right here. See it. These are channels. Uh, these are artists. These are uh, all kinds of things. This is on the shout out page on the, uh, knowyourgear.net website where you can submit to ask know your gear for your stuff to be put on there. This is something to understand that Mike is doing that and he's working really hard. And he's amazing. I want to pre so to take some of the stress off him, I want you to be aware of the fact that uh, it's not guaranteed that if you ask us to do a shout out, that we'll do a shout out. Sometimes it has to do, it has to be congruent. In other words, you know, you understand the vibe of what we're doing, the channel. Uh, obviously, if you're got a, a rap album where you're, you know, uh, vulgar, uh, I, I don't have a problem with it, but we're not going to do a shout out because it doesn't align correctly with what we're doing as a vibe here. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, also, too, you got to understand, and I and he can't say this because he's a nice guy, and I'm a nice guy, but uh, obviously, uh, you know, it's a different thing. He he doesn't want to do anything that would uh, lend its credibility to me. In other words, he doesn't want to mess mess anything up. Some of you guys understand, if I watch your summer content, because the shadow page is important. If I watch some of your content, whether it's music or or our video content, and it's not very good, and, and the idea, and I don't want to say not very good, but it's not very up to par 
where I think you're going to get problems. Sometimes the worst thing you can do to someone who's learning to create content or music is expose them to a large audience. And the reason is, is because what an audience, an audience is large, sees somebody, they expect them to be dialed in. So sometimes we look at some of the content you sent and we're saying, Hey, look, you know what? Not now, not never. Not, we're not saying not never, we're just saying not now because if your videos, average videos or our band is only getting a few, you know, maybe a couple dozen views and we can expose you to hundreds of views or if not thousands of views, you understand that if we can sometimes look ahead in the and in, in, in kind of approximate, you're going to get a lot of negative comments and that's not going to do any good for you. You don't want people bashing on you because they're like, hey, you need to dial this in or you need that, you know. Um, and that's something I've had to deal with. My channel, when it grew really fast, the first thing, that's the first thing that happened. I had no idea how to make a video. And, um, I, you know, and when my channel started doing this large numbers, I had a lot of people just pound on me about, you know, quality of content, you know, and, and I was like, I'm not a videographer, guys. I have no idea what I'm doing. I literally just like guitars and like talking about them. I thought that would be enough. But I didn't, so you got to understand, we're, we're, we're just trying to take care of you. So, um, that's all we're trying to share and help and help you guys. I'm not going to do anything that's going to be detrimental to anybody uh, that I feel. So if we can do a shout out and help you guys out, we'll do the shout out and you guys in the audience, same thing. We're taking, they were taking you guys seriously too. If you, we think this is something beneficial that you can see and enjoy. We want you to, we want you to see it. So, uh, let's see. Uh, anything else before we go? I think we're at the end of the day. Did I check off everything on my list? Let's see. Uh, Yep, we did everything except for talking about the new CEO of Gibson. And the answer is, it's not me. <laughs> you know what? I just want to talk about this real funny. So if you guys know, uh, Gibson got their bankruptcy. And uh, <laughs> and uh, there's a new CEO, but they haven't announced it. At least I don't think they've announced it yet. And uh, they gave the old CEO a consulting position that is, from what I can understand, basically says he just can't talk crap about Gibson. Um there's probably more to it, but that's the general consensus of it, which I thought was funny. Could you imagine? You're like, oh yeah, look, we'll pay you. Just don't talk crap about us. So interesting golden parachute on that one. You know, like, hey, you know, so we'll see. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> that's a good, I think that's a good note to end this on. You guys have been awesome as always every week. There's always so, so many of you, and I appreciate uh, you guys hanging out with me every Friday. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so the uh, the uh, uh, I think it was a cool episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I'll make sure I timestamp it for the rebroadcast. Uh, guys, please uh, you know check back in the timestamps and put any comments and stuff that you think would be pertinent because you guys watch it live. You guys during the re replay. Um, I will see you guys next Friday at the same time, same bat channel, and. Um, also, a lot of videos for next week. I hope you guys enjoy them. And uh, if you guys have any questions or comments about this channel or anything, you can go to Ask Know Your Gear, and uh, we'll get back to you as fast as we can and try to try to uh, try to take those suggestions. As always, guys, I want to thank you so much for your time. And uh, until next week, uh, know your gear. <laughs>